0: Good afternoon and welcome, everyone. I'm so delighted of all the places that you could be, that you've chosen to be here with myself and my guests today on From Good to Amazing. As you know, each week we offer concepts that support individuals to move from a good or perhaps ordinary life to indeed accepting that life is to be lived full out and you are here to accept the amazing journey that is yours for the taking I have been waiting for many weeks to have this wonderful individual, Janet Atwood. She is the author of The Passion Test. She has been present and been here at First Unity Campus and has changed people's lives, hundreds of thousands of people she has touched. Janet Atwood, we are delighted to have you today. Welcome to the show.
2: (laughs) Thank you, Temple. It's fun to be here. It's always fun to be with you.
0: I so was also what do we a, want to
2: talk about today?
0: <laughs> Tell us, Janet, because you, you are definitely the passion expert. You've been featured all over the globe. Um, you've been featured on all various types of television shows. Why do you feel passion is so important to
2: success? Oh, I love that question. Well, passion connects us to the intelligence of nature and that's why we get support from places we couldn't have predicted when we follow our passions and what what the passion test does and that's what I'm all about and by the way, for those listening that don't know um, the passion test. It's a simple, powerful process that can help anyone clarify the five things that matter most to them, and then make those things a priority in their life. And as we worked with thousands of people, taking them through this incredible process, there are um, keys that help people to, um, you know, be able to emerge uh, into their powerful, passionate life. And the passion test is what I call the path of least resistance. And Temple, I love, I love it because it's the do less, accomplish more path. Mm-hmm. And that's because we have this wonderful um, quote in the Passionist book that says, when you are clear, what you choose to have show up in your life will and only to the extent that you're clear, that clarity is power. And so what our passion test does is it helps people to identify their top five passions. In other words, the, the things that they love the most, the things that have deepest meaning for them. And, you know, what you love and God's will for you are one and the same. What you love in God's will, and when I say God, I mean for... You know, nature, higher power, the universe, the unified field, whatever name you want to put to that energy that is greater than yourself. And when we don't align with our passions, then we know how that feels. You know, we feel completely out of sync. We feel completely off. We don't feel in that alignment where we're getting the support of nature that, that we love to have so that life seems to flow effortlessly. And there's this book, Temple, that I I don't even know if I've ever talked to you about it, but it's called Success Built to Last, and we call it our companion book to the Passion Test. It's written by some of my friends, Stuart Emery, Mark Thompson, and Jerry And What they did in their book was they went and they interviewed over 200 really successful people like Lance Armstrong and... President Jimmy Carter and Michael Dell from Dell Computer. And in these interviews, they went really deeply, and they, what they found was that people who knew long standing success, like the individuals that I just named, had all made it a habit, and this is the really important um, line, they'd all made it a habit to choose in favor of the things that had greatest meaning for them, consistently choosing in favor of those things. And you know, I, I think the the question why is passion so important to success is a no brainer. I mean, everyone knows passion is such a big word these days. You know, it's and and yet there's all these um, Harris Poll surveys that found that eighty percent of working Americans wake up every morning not happy, not fulfilled, and not passionate about what they do. And Boy, I know you agree with me that that's not necessary. <laughs> we have to turn those passion statistics upside down. And I'm really grateful for you, Temple, because I know in the work that you're doing, you're helping to turn those statistics way down, <laughs> way upside down. So thank you. <laughs> oh,
0: thank you, Gal. So with your, in tying in both your book and, and the other book, are you are you saying that to give people some simplistic tools to use this week. So I know that because when I talk to you, I always get excited to recommit myself to the things I'm passionate about. For the listening audience today, if they sit down and they write down the five things that brings them passion, are you basically saying a good measuring tool is to to daily when you're planning your calendar, when you're planning your schedule, if the thing that you're getting ready to make an appointment for doesn't bring you passion on a consistent basis, you start leaving that out. I mean, I imagine it's a process, right, to let go of some of those habits because so many people fill their daily lives with things that they don't want to do.
2: Well, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, what I would since, since we're giving people little tips, the tip that I would give them is to first stop and step out of their busy life and And ask themselves, "What do I love? what turns me on? what lights my fire? what would be that you know that thing or those things that I would do that would really rock my world and think about all the different areas of, of your life that are important to you, not just your career but health, education. Um, your environment. In other words, you know, where are you living? Are you living in the ocean? You know, what kind of beauty do we have? You know, are you living in a log cabin on the top of a mountain? You know, thinking about your spirituality or your religious, you know, what would be the most ideal for you in that area? Um, you know, what would you be doing if you were having fun with everything you were doing? So asking yourself, you know, what would be the ideal of, you know, your relationships the relationship with the people you work with, the relationship with your lover or your, you know, your husband, your wife, your kids. And write down on a sheet of paper thinking about all these different areas that I just mentioned and thinking about... um, Starting with the sentence, when my life is ideal, I am. When my life is ideal, I am. So again, you know, write down health, education, career, spirituality, you know, fun, how you would give back, you know, philanthropy. And just think of these different areas and then write on a piece of paper when my life is ideal, I am. And then fill in the blanks and start thinking. If you were, you know, if your world was an was your oyster and you could have, to or be anything, start from there. Writing from that place where you're, you know, you have this childlike mind and allow yourself to dream as big as you can dream. Because here's what's so beautiful is that... And Temple, I know you, you you live your life this way. Is that you know that all possibilities exist? That there's, you know, it's not a mistake that that we love the things that we love. That the universe doesn't play tricks. That in every moment, every moment is a gift. And so, knowing that the things that you love and the things that have greatest meaning for you are those things that you're here to do in this lifetime. And boy, I'll tell you, it's so sad to me when I meet people that, you know, have just settled for, you know, well, this is as good as I could have gotten, <laughs> you know, and and, and, and they, they settle for complacency and they don't go for their dream. They don't go for what it is that, that they care most about. And here's here's the secret, Temple. We have a secret to living a passionate life and it's simply this. And and this is a tool for everyone. Once you start to, you know, make a list of, of the things that you're most passionate about and then eliminate them down to your top five, then use this secret every single day. And I guarantee you'll be living a passionate life. And the secret is simply this. Whenever you're faced with a choice or a decision or an opportunity, choose in favor of your passion whenever you're faced with a choice or a decision or an opportunity, choose in favor of your passion. And boy, Temple, if it was easy, I wouldn't have 800 certified passion test facilitators all over the world making a really good living, helping others to align with the things that have greatest meaning for them. But unfortunately, you know, you can tell everybody what the secret is. They can write down their top five passions. And then what happens is, the minute they start to, uh, you know, make a decision or a choice, then all of a sudden life hits them. You know, their husband or, or their wife says, but honey, I really wanted you to do this today for me. Or, you know, their boss at work or something comes up. And what happens and why people, why there's so many people that are um, in the world, and, and I say the world because i traveled all over the world this year, and I feel these statistics work for the whole world, why I see that 80% of the people on this planet are not living a passionate life is because they choose not for the things that have greatest meaning for them, but they choose because, you know, at a, at whatever level... Of self-esteem they have in that moment—that's <laughs> a big thing. What I'm just saying, mm, it you know, is whatever big. level of self-esteem they have, and if—and if they don't have the self-love, the you know, the love for themselves, then what they find is they're always choosing in favor of what someone else wants for them instead of what it is that they really care about.
0: Mm, that's heavy. I mean, it's so true, isn't it? So, yeah. so many people are living yeah. a life as if it's not even their own. I, I was talking about that the other day with um, someone. We were we were sharing about how you know someone can come to Unity or you know go to your passion conferences and you know feel like okay I'm I'm moving towards a self actualized life and if they have something happen to them on a physical level they'll go and get one opinion. You know, just one opinion and that's it, you know, rather than really researching and and saying I matter and therefore I'm going to really, you know, find out everything I can about whatever this diagnosis is rather than just accepting the first one idea. Um, And and you're right, we we see this a lot and that's why people like you are out there and facilitators are Teaching people. I know that when you said that that probably sparked an interest. For people to find out about attending your programs, they go to JanetAtwood.com, right? Is that the, the one or the passion test mm-hmm. that you want them to Yeah, do?
2: they can either go to the Passion or Janet Atwood with two tees um, to find out about our certification program, which is a program to help people become experts in living a passionate life, they can go to www.thepassiontest.com forward slash C-E-R-T. www.thepassiontest.com forward slash C-E-R-T. And thank you for that, Temple, because... I I love telling people about our certification program, and and I do because I'm sitting right now in Toronto where we just graduated um, a number of Passion Test certified facilitators. We had almost... Uh, about 40 of them in this one program. We've had, I guess, about 15 programs this year of certification programs. And I just, before this, I came back from Australia where we had a big certification program. And what I see in every program, which is so interesting, is that what people really need is they need a community to To really, you know, not just a, a four day program, and our and by the way, our program is is a four day sem, a seminar in training seminar, and then it's a year long program because what we found is that it takes great courage for people to live their passions full out, and in order to do that, you know, we're not always feeling our tip-top perfect in alignment self. And so when we have a team, and I love the acronym for team, Together Everyone Achieves Miracles, then if we, you know, fall down or if we forget or if we start to, you you know... go into a period where we're not so, you know, positive. And we have our team there to cheer us on, to remind us, no, you matter, you make a difference. You know, what you you care about is is really important. And I I saw this in our program this, this week how, you know, people... Um, On the fourth day, they can't stand to leave each other. And there's actually a little bit of a fear. You know, what's going to happen to me when I walk out the door? Because they feel such massive support you know, such massive support, and that's what we all need. And I I think you see that at your, you know, at your wonderful congregation that, you know, what you offer for people is a way to hook in to a community so that there's like-minded individuals to remind them when they're, you know, when they may not be thinking as clear, when, when, you know, life is not flowing as, as they'd like it to, to remind them that they are, you know, here for some greatness. And that's what I love about you know this whole program is it's the whole program is geared toward um, you know helping people to really remember and it's and the word is remember temple and you know I know you understand this remember who you are, remember that you're a child of God, and that and that you are put here on this earth because you have a gift to give, that it's not just for, you know, some special few, but each and every one of us have a great gift to give, and I, I tell you, I'm seeing it happen, we're just having one miracle after another miracle after another miracle happen, for, for these certified facilitators that come into our program because they, one of the first things that happens for them is a big, big um, advancement in terms of their level of self-esteem. Because we really do, you know, continue to show them over and over and over again. You know, there's nothing in you that needs to change. There's nothing in you that needs to be fixed. That who you are is exactly who you need to be. And you don't need to be Temple or Janet Atwood or, you know, a Martin Luther King. All you have to do is be the best you that you can be. And that's where, you know, that's where we really put our attention on giving them all that great support. I hope you'll come sometime, Temple.
0: <laughs> you know i I have heard uh, because I actually know a person or two along the way that's come to one of your programs, and it just has been life altering for them. And it's with that focus intention, like you're like you're talking about. I want to remind everybody before we go to break to take a time out and check out the test dot Or go to Janet Atwood with two T's, A-T-T-W-O-O-D.com, and check out all the various programs in which Janet has to offer. We'll be right back. I want to thank all of you for your support of Unity Online Radio and continuing to make your donations. Thank you.
1: As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your donation today. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now.
0: He's the most talked about figure in history. How do you see Jesus? As a savior, a way-shower, a mythical hero. In his cutting-edge new book, Jesus 2.1, an upgrade for the 21st century, Rev. Dr. Thomas Shepard explores the many human concepts of Jesus.
1: The man of Nazareth has been an imaginary spiritual playmate for millions. Best friend, confidant, silent lover, surrogate father, brother, husband, trusted king when earthly governments fail, all-purpose superhero who will save the day before the final credits roll, Jesus is like a program that has been adapted through the ages while the basic code remains undisturbed despite all subsequent modifications. Now it is our time to rewrite and reinstall the Jesus program with updates for today, just as every previous generation has done and every subsequent generation will do. The Romans killed Jesus for being a revolutionary. Every succeeding generation kills him anew by losing sight of the ongoing revolution in human consciousness that he represents.
0: Explore the new book, Jesus 2.1, at
2: www.shopunity.org.
1: Are you ready for the next steps on your spiritual path? If you are, you won't want to miss the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. Essential insights and practices from the ancient yoga science of self-realization show us how to live healthier, happier, more balanced lives. The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and realize your infinite potential, Tune in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien every Thursday morning at 10 Central, 8 a.m. Pacific. Only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Rev. Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Rev. Temple Hayes.
0: Welcome back, everyone. And, you know, we are now being heard in 120 countries across the globe. So we are thrilled for our Unity online radio and that we are getting these positive messages out. We would love to hear from you at amazing at unity.fm. So please communicate with us and give us some suggestions and ideas. Or if you have questions about today's show with Janet Atwood, I'd love to hear from you. Janet, do you actually have a formula for people living their passion? Is there a formula?
2: Well, there is ever since uh, the passion test came out, and the formula is really a wonderful formula, and we call it a system. And the acronym for system is save yourself time, energy, and money, and here's the formula. And the first, it's, it's simply this, intention, attention no tension, <laughs> intention, attention, no tension, intention. That's why I love the Passion Test. It's a number one tool now being used all over the world to help people get clear on the things that have greatest meaning for them and, and be able to draw those things into their life and, and live their passions full out. Intention, you know, what does that mean? But to get clear on what it is that you choose to create in your life so the first step is getting clear, intention, what you put your intention on grows stronger in your life, right? What, what you put your attention on grows stronger in your life and what do you put your attention on? You put your attention on what it is you choose to create, in other words, your intention intention is the first step attention is the second step Temple one of the things that I really one of my passions is to go into lockdown uh, detention centers and homeless shelters and give the passion test. and what I found is that People are the same everywhere. We're all powerful. I don't care if you're in a detention center or a homeless shelter or you're someone like, you know, Reverend Michael Beckwith or Jack Canfield. You know, we're all powerful. Everyone is powerful. It's just where are you putting your powerful attention? Are you putting your attention on what you choose to create in your life, in other words, your passions, the things that have greatest meaning to you, or are you putting your powerful attention on, oh, my God, this recession—it's so bad. You know, I—you know—I'll never have what I what I want. You know, there's never enough money. I—I I don't have what it takes, and it's just—you know—and and it's a minute-to-moment-to-moment to moment choice. And I'll say most people entertain negativity. You know, what do they do the first thing in the morning is they put their powerful attention on the news. I mean, that's the first thing they do is, like, turn that TV on or they turn the radio on, or, you know, or they bring up their computer and go straight to the news. and then And that's where they put their attention. I and, find that you know, so they, hard
0: to conceptualize, don't you? I mean, that
2: just seems yeah, so nice. Yeah, and, and yet it's really true. And what you put oh, your yeah. attention on grows stronger in your life. So you think about it. You put your attention on what's not happening. What's not happening. What's not happening. That's going to be what's happening. <laughs> you know, what you think about comes about, and so this. The second step in the passion test is attention. You know, become like a samurai and put your powerful attention on the things that you choose to create. In other words, your passions, And then strike like lightning in all directions. Do everything you know to do, you know, in order to to have that passion become a reality. It's not enough to just go, oh, I want to be a great transformational leader, <laughs> you, know? you know, in order to be a great transformational leader or in order to be a great anything. It takes, you know, it takes studying and it takes, you know, it takes you to use all your skills and your talents and, and, to, and to be able to, you know, put whatever energy you have into that thing to, so that you can be the best that you can be. So it's intention, attention, putting your attention on those things, striking like lightning in all directions, doing everything you know to do in order to, create, you know, have your passions become a reality. And then once you've done everything you know to do, then you surrender You let go. You say, this is something better. And you create what physics calls a vacuum state where all the people and the places and the things start to show up because what you've done is you've created space. And that no tension part in that letting go and that surrendering. And what most people tend to do, uh, Temple, is that they, you know, they can get the intention part down, they can get the attention part down, Then they start striking like lightning in all directions, and then what they do is they start stepping on their own hose, and they choke, you know, they choke the life out of things that, because of the, uh, the fear that they have that, that they won't be able to have what they want, and then they strain Uh, what I call it, they strain on the mantra, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and so this, this no tension part is actually the most important of the whole formula, that letting go, and, and I'll I'll give you a good example of a letting go story, because I, I love this story, Uh, you know who Marcy Scheimoff is, she's the, she sold 14 million books, she's a New York Times bestselling author, I think seven times over, she, she's a Written the chicken soup for the women's soul series, she had a New York Times bestseller last year called Happy for No Reason, a New York Times bestseller this year called Love for No Reason, and Marcy is one of my dearest friends. And um, a number of years back, she was teaching self-esteem seminars with um, that Jack Canfield had had a course on. And she was getting really burned out traveling all over the country. And I said, Marcy, why don't you come with me? Let's go to a meditation academy. We'll go into silence for a week. We'll just stop everything. We'll go on an electronic fast. We'll get off all (laughs) electronics. And just go, you know, go into silence and refresh ourselves. And Marcy is not, like that is not her favorite thing to do, but she knew she was tired. She knew she needed to get rest and she knew meditation was really a great way to do that. And so she said yes. And on the third day of just stopping everything, in other words, she she did the no tension part. She just let go. On the third day, she had this huge download, this huge aha. Now, I didn't get to talk to her. Until after the seventh day, but I remember this temple, and you would laugh. On the seventh day, Marcy goes running by me. By me, I'm walking along the road, and right outside the meditation academy, and she is like the road runner running to the phone. <laughs> and she picks up the phone and she dials Jack Canfield, and she says, "Jack, I've got it." And you know, Jack Canfield, the uh, phenomenally successful co-author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. And Jack says, What, Marcy? And she goes, Chicken Soup for the Women's Soul. Mm-hmm. And Temple, that was the beginning of the whole Chicken Soup for the Soul series. And I think now they have and. 50 different types of chicken soup books. They're in the Guinness Book of World Records and it was because of Marcy's completely letting go and coming up with the idea of the series starting with the Chicken Soup for the Women's Soul series. Before it was just Chicken Soup for the Soul. That was what Mark and Jack had on the table. And I love that story because it, it, it's such a good analogy of, you know, what we all need to do. Right now, with technology being the way it is, I mean, I got an iPhone, an iPad, and a mac you know i could be online talking to my friends all over the world 24 7 emailing them facebooking you know what i'm talking about oh i do it's absolutely it's Yeah, and one of the things that we don't do is we don't create that psychic space. We need to create that vacuum. We need to, you know, get off of all of it sometimes so that we, you know, so that we aren't on overload because when we're on overload, there's no room for creativity to grow or to sprout even. (laughs) Forget the growth, it's sprouting. And what we, you know, for anyone who's feeling stuck in their life, you know, then, then just let Go of whatever it is you're, you're doing and take a break, you know, do what we call a state change in the passion test, which means that, you know, you do something completely different like Marcy and I did. We stopped everything and went and meditated and, you know, went into silence and in that silence, we created, you know, this, this wonderful opportunity for the universe, for nature to work through us. Because, you know, we're not the doers anyway. We, we, you know, we all take, um, you know, thank you, I'm the one who created the passion test. I'm not the one who created the passion test. The passion test, I was open enough to have the passion test come in and flow through me. And and I, I look at everything that way, and I, I'm sure you do too, Temple. That you know we are vessels. If if that's our prayer, vessels through which you know God speaks. And in order to be that vessel, we have to not be on overload, twenty four seven, with every single moment busy. There has to be that 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 time where we're taking a breath, taking a breather, and giving that to ourselves. You're
0: so right in it. It's so easy uh, for any of us, uh, we were talking about this at break, actually, you know, to get hooked. I mean, you're aware because you uh, wrote a testimonial in my recent book, How to Speak Unity. And, you know, so after that happened, then people started calling me and said, you know, what's your next book? And it, so it's like, oh, well, what's my next book? Okay, well, actually, I do have a book. And so, you know, I just got in this, urn- this inertia Uh, Like, this is what I'm supposed to do, you know? And, I mean, so then this person says, well, let me take it to this publisher. And what about this? And what about that? And so I find myself, I'm in that energy field, you know? And then this person says, well, I don't really like the title. Well, what about this? What about that? And just like you're saying, it's like there was this one day I kind of stepped back and I went, you know, it's not even the time for this right now. (laughs) I got real clear in my Uh own In my own quiet of a download of waiting and being, waiting and being. And you're so right because had I, you know, got into this thought of got to do it now, got to do it now, it wasn't really flowing for me at all. You know, because I wasn't really listening to myself. I was surrounded by, well, this is what you're supposed to do because this is what people do. But It wasn't a check in point for me of no tension to really sit in that space and go, hmm, how does this feel for me right now? I don't get a yes inside, not right now. I know it will happen. I know there will be one, if not more, and not right now. So um, thank you for that because that's so crucial, you know, for people to understand the value of the space. Because from that space, we get so hooked sometimes in what we think we want or the way it needs to work out or, you know, that we're on a time rush thing because, you know, we're in our 50s or 60s or 70s and it's got to happen now, now, now. That sometimes we're so into that it's got to happen, we never sit in the place of, hmm, is it necessary to happen?
2: Well, yeah, and that's why the passion test is so important because in the passion test what people do is is they come up with their top five passions so they they can choose, you know, what it is that they choose to create. They don't have to even think about it. If you had your passions in front of you, uh, Temple, at that time when someone said, well, what about this, well, what about this, all you'd have to do is look at your top five passions and go, Okay, let me see. Is that in alignment with the things that I care most about? Because when you're consistently choosing in favor of the things that have greatest meaning for you, that equals out into a really big happiness level. Mm -hmm. And if you're choosing against those things, that equals out into a real bummer for people. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you'll find, you know, if you're choosing for things that have lesser value to you than the things that your heart is telling you to do, and you know what those things are, then you feel it. It's a pinch, and in every moment we're being guided. Every moment is a gift. No exceptions to the rule. It's just you know, are we being conscious creators? Are we listening? Are we noticing? And are we clear on what it is we choose to create in our lives? And this is real important for people to get clear on, because it has everything to do with everything else that happens in, to our lives. Because our life is about relationship, and if we're if we're happy and flowing, and in flow then everything else is affected. If if we're not flowing, if we feel constricted, if we feel contracted, all of life mirrors that. And, and so it, this is a beautiful, beautiful process to help people become experts in the field of self-love.
0: Mm, that's awesome. So where can people order your book, The Passion Test? Is all that information what, yeah. on thepassiontest.com?
2: Uh They can go there. They can also, you know, take the passion test online. We also have this area where if they want to have a – it's under support – and um, if, if people wanted to take the passion test with a certified facilitator in their area, there is 800 up there and um, they can just choose the person that they'd like to connect to and they'll get an email sent to them and someone will get back to them and walk them through this wonderful process that helps them to clarify, you know, what it is that they choose to create in their life so that they can be, uh, you know, living their passions and being able to give their gifts to the world because... What is the point? <laughs> if we're not right. doing that, what are we doing?
0: <laughs> and why do you why do you think we have so many people now that have lost their passion for life?
2: Yeah, isn't it isn't it so, boy, I'll tell you, you know, when when we were all young, um we all had you know, dreams, all of us. You know, we all have dreams when we're young. And then someone came along and said, who do you think you are? You're not beautiful enough. You're not you're not smart enough. You're not, you know, great enough. You, you know, you just don't have what it takes. And then we, show, you know, we decided that was true. And and then our the rest of our life has been reflected of that, you know, of those moments that, you know, we have this thought in us that we're not, um, you know that we're not lucky enough to to be able to live, you know, a life that is worthy of us, and that and that's a false belief. You know, the only thing that I see that gets in the way of anyone living their passions full out, living a really passionate life, are three things, which is really only one thing, and that's false beliefs, false ideas, and false concepts. You know, again, in other words, you know, who do I think I am? I'm not. You know, I I'm not talented enough. You know, and when you, when you have that false belief running you, then that's like a brick wall that gets in the way, you know, every time of you being able to live your passions full out. And so what my advice is to people is to investigate your thoughts and discover what is really true for you. And the most valuable tool that I've ever found for this is called the work of Byron Katie, which is a, a beautiful process of self-inquiry. All of my master trainers, I have now 10 master trainers of the Passion Test Program. These are people who can go out with me and train other people in being Passion Test Certified facilitators. They train the trainers, in other words. They are all trained in the work of Byron Katie. In other words, they they all know how to help people undo Undo their limiting beliefs, these beliefs that keep them stuck and, you know, on that hamster wheel just going round and round and round. And they, they show them how to do this beautiful process of undoing these limiting beliefs. And, you know, Byron Katie, she's so beautiful. When she was in her 30s, she was uh, severely depressed. And this went on, she said, for about 10 years. And during those 10 years, two of those, she was bedridden. And she said then one day she had this realization that she had it backward, that she had thought that, You know, before then, she had thought that the world needed to change, that she had that thought, the world needs to change, the world needs to change. And then one day, she had this aha, this clarity, and she said that she realized that it wasn't the world that needed to change, it was her thinking about the world that needed to change. And that every time that she thought that something should be different than what is, she felt pain, separation, or suffering.
0: Wow, that's powerful. We're we're going to take a break, and I want us to pick right back up on that great idea. That's some awesome stuff. We'll be right back, everyone, after break. Thank you, Janet.
1: Do you sometimes feel as though the door to happiness has closed and there's no other door in sight? In her book, Ask Yourself This... Unity Minister Wendy Craig Purcell Reminds us that Everything happens for a reason. We've all experienced situations which felt like
2: anything but good. We may have lost our job or gone through a divorce or experienced some other dark night of the soul. Yet those very experiences, when met spiritually, can lead us to a much greater good. The lost job, can be what finally motivates us to discover the work that truly feeds our soul. The ending of a marriage can trigger us to do the emotional healing and personal growth work we've been avoiding for years. Every one of us can look back at negative or painful
1: experiences in our lives and say that they turned out to be the best,
2: worst things that ever happened to us.
1: For more insight from Wendy Craig Purcell... Read Ask Yourself This from Unity House Books. If you're focused on getting the right answers, Ask Yourself This emphasizes the importance of asking the right questions. Order your copy today at www.unity.org.
0: Are you searching for some levity and humor on your spiritual path? Then join us for Unity Happy Hour with your hosts, Reverend Ogan Holder and Ted Collins, Dean of Unity Institute and Vice President of Education and Retreats at Unity Village. Each week, Reverend Ogan and Dean Ted will have spirited, humorous, and somewhat irreverent discussions about current events, family, culture, and really anything under the sun, set against a backdrop of spirituality and personal growth. So bring your authentic self and join us Mondays at noon central, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. <laughs>
1: We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes.
0: How wonderful it is to just affirm and claim for everyone out there today listening and those people that have also downloaded this information. Uh, Janet and I are holding the space for you that you will discover your passion and stay committed to what those are. Uh, Janet, before break, you were telling us about your awareness and knowing about Byron Katie and her discovery of how she was holding on to limiting beliefs and how that was impacting her and keeping her in a place of kind of um, depression and and kind of stagnant around life. Um, tell us a little bit about limiting beliefs, because I think when we use these words and this, you know, this kind of, information. A lot of times people go, yeah, 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 sure, you know, a belief, okay, and they don't really understand the depth, we don't understand the depth sometimes, that it can be very simple but yet profound and um, and how we are held back by these limited ideas that we have. Help us walk through this a little bit, Janet.
2: Yeah, so a limiting belief, well, let me ask you this, um well, is there anyone ever that, um, you know, when you think about it and you get sad or mad or, you know, angry, <laughs> depressed?
0: <laughs> well, let me see. How much time do you know? Uh, <laughs> of course. Yeah, <laughs> I've just had an experience um, with my mom um, at being here this past week. And uh, she had major back surgery last year. And prior to that, you know, she couldn't exercise and things like that. And now she's had the surgery. And, you know, she's just not doing well. And yet, in my Uh, opinion, and I won't even say it's humble, (laughs) you know, I want her to push herself, you know, I want my mom to stay, you know, young at heart, and, and young in being, and that's not what's showing up, so it's, it's hard for me, I get, I get sad in having a belief about her being different than what she is.
2: So, all right, so what Katie says, um, and You know, this is the process that we use in our certification program to help people get rid of limiting beliefs, This, um, the work of Byron Katie. Uh, So what she says is that all war belongs on paper. All war belongs on paper, and what she talks about is terrorism of the mind. In other words, any limiting belief is terrorism of the mind, and a limiting belief is any belief that brings you pain, separation, and suffering. That's your green light to know that it's time to do this process of self-inquiry. So let me ask you, Temple, to just, uh, you know, let's talk about your mom for a minute. Um, just, you know, fill in the blanks of the sentence, I'm I'm sad at mom because, and just make it a short, concise sentence.
0: Because I would prefer that she take action and be proactive with her health.
2: So I'm sad at mom Um because she doesn't take action, right? Yes. Okay, and she's not proactive, right?
0: No, not at all. Right.
2: Okay, so let's look, want to look at that? Sure. So, Byron Katie, um, this wonderful process called the work is four questions and a turnaround. The four questions are Is it true? Can you really know that it's true? How do you feel when you attach to that thought? Who would you be without that thought? Turn it around. So I'm sad at mom because she doesn't take action. So I'm just going to ask you her four questions, okay, Temple? Mm-hmm. So your mom doesn't take action. Is it true? That's true. Can you absolutely know that it's true that your mom doesn't take action?
0: Mm, not absolutely true, no. No, I'm not I'm not with her all the time. No. I, and it would be then... My belief that she doesn't take action.
2: How do you she, feel? She doesn't do when it the attach- way that I
0: do it, that I would do that. Yeah. Right.
2: Right. Okay. But you, you know, what you just said is I'm not absolutely true that my mom doesn't take action. Is that correct? Mm hmm. So, how do you feel when you attach to the thought that, you know, your mom should take action and in your mind she doesn't? How does it make you feel?
0: It makes me feel sad.
2: Yeah, and anything else? Mm, and go in, Temple. A little
0: anger there, too. There's yeah, a little? A little? There too. I would yeah, say anything a significant else? Amount.
2: Any, um, Yeah.
0: Mm, helpless. You know, I feel helpless.
2: Yeah, anything else? Hmm.
0: I see. I, I have it tied into, you know, she ought to love us enough to want to be here. You know that that kind of thing. Yeah. Why would she, why would she I mean, not want to be healthy and happy and energetic so she can be around for a long time? You know, why would she want to leave us? That kind
2: of thing. Right.
0: That little girl. So who would leave. you
2: be? Who would you be without this thought that? Mom doesn't take action. Who would you be? Just close your eyes, Temple. Who would you be without that thought? Mom doesn't take action. There she is doing what she does. That's her job because that's what she's doing. Who would you be without that thought?
0: Hmm. I would would have, um, I would feel freedom.
2: Yeah, so the original thought was, I'm sad at mom because she doesn't take action. Turn that original thought around. What would be the complete 100% opposite? I'm sad at mom because she doesn't take action. What would be a complete opposite of that? What would be what Byron Katie, Byron Katie calls these turnarounds?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm sad at mom because she doesn't take action.
0: So I'm well, I'm content that my mom is doing the best she can.
2: Well, how about I'm not sad at mom because she doesn't take action. That's okay. the complete opposite, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that would be the complete so,
2: opposite. So where, <laughs> temple, sure. and, and just find it because it's always, where is this true that you're not sad at your mom because she doesn't take action? Where does that show up?
0: In my heart.
2: So where where is it that you're not sad with your mom? How does that show up that you're not sad with your mom because she doesn't take action?
0: I have more energy. When When I say that, I'm not sad at my mom because she doesn't take action. My energy is a lot different than I feel sad because my mom isn't taking action. there's a a turnaround instead
2: of saying I'm sad at mom because she doesn't take action try this one Temple Mm William Byron Katie says there's a number of turnarounds and you'll know the one that really you know it's a it's like a baboon try I'm sad at me because I don't take action just try putting that one on okay
0: I'm sad at me because I don't take action
2: yeah Temple can you give me some evidence on how that's true How is that true sometimes that you don't take action? Where does it show up? Mm -hmm. Are you there?
0: Yeah, oh yeah, I was just thinking about, you know, what you're saying. Um, I would say with... um, you know sometimes wanting more alone time more quiet time yeah that's one
2: huh yeah not giving yeah. that to yourself how, how else don't you take action good find
0: um sometimes like you're saying absolutely wanting to take that um That technical sabbatical, the technology where things are just coming at you all the time, the text, the Facebook, the Twitter, those kind of things. Yeah, a complete time out. I'm hooked in that world and not wanting to be or not taking a stand about it.
2: Yeah, so if you can find two, you can find three. Mm -hmm. Just one more. Where else don't you um, take action?
0: Sometimes having insight with people and yet holding back, or not, or just not saying anything, letting it go. Yeah,
2: mm, you know, that was good. That was really good. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's never about the other. I mean, you know, the opposite right. could be I'm sad at mom because she doesn't. I'm happy at mom because she doesn't take action. You know, find three of those. You know, and you'll you'll be able to find it. And then, you know, there are a number of turnarounds. I'm I'm sad at me because I don't take action, especially when it comes to mom. You know, where is it, you know, where is it that you don't take action, you know, in terms of your mom? Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to find those two, Temple. And what I love about the work is that what you'll, what you'll see is that um, it's never about the other person, ever. It's never about the other person. You know, the work is about finding, you know... If you think someone else needs to take action, it's your time to do the work. Because uh, let me ask you this, Temple: whose business is it if I eat ice cream? Yours. Whose business is it if you eat ice cream? Mine. (laughs) Whose business is it if you die from eating ice cream? Mine. And the God of your understanding, wouldn't you agree? Yeah,
0: absolutely.
2: Mm -hmm. If I'm mentally in your business, Saying, Temple, you shouldn't eat ice cream. Whose business am I in?
0: You're in mine.
2: If I'm mentally in your business, who's there for me?
0: If you're what? If
2: you're meddling? Say that again. If I'm mentally, mentally in your business, who is there for me? If I'm over in your business, who's there for me? Oh, yeah. No one. You're not there for yourself. Yeah, and when no one's there for me, Temple, I'm going to feel one of three things and only all of the time. Pain, separation, and suffering. Hmm. And this is what's called the work of Byron Katie, and it's such a Hmm. beautiful process, Temple, because, you know, one of the ways that we don't um, put attention on our own lives is because we spend all of our time or, or a lot of our psychic time on everybody else's. And it's not our business. It's their business but we go into their business cuz we don't want to be in our business. <laughs> and yeah. and you know what I'd say is when you get it down that you know you're you have taken all the action you need to take in your own life temple, then you can go to your mom and tell her maybe maybe. <laughs> you know, yeah. then, then as that. Byron Katie mm-hmm. says, then you can play God, you know, and tell someone else how to live.
0: <laughs> right, that's so true. <laughs> So, you know, this
2: is a wonderful process to help people to get over their limiting beliefs because, you know, these limiting beliefs are, are what block all of us from, from being able to, to live our passions flat, you know, um, I'm not beautiful enough or, or they keep me, my husband stops me from living my passions, you know, my wife won't let me do what I love, you know, and, and. When you do these questions in a turnaround, these four questions in a turnaround, what you find is that no one can do anything to you. It's what you do with what they say that hurts. No one can do anything to you, and that's power. And this is a time right now, Temple, for each and every one of us to reclaim our power, reclaim our power by living and choosing in favor of the things that have greatest meaning for us And when we find that we're in a state of pain, separation, and suffering, to use tools like the work of Byron Katie, you know, to use tools like meditation to be able to bring us back to a place of peace and understanding, to use tools like the Passion Test, which is an incredible process to help people really understand what self-love means because it takes great self-love, it takes great self-love to be able to say, this is who I am. I am enough, this is what I care about, and I am choosing in favor of those things.
0: I love that. And I just want to remind everybody that you can go to thepassiontest.com or to Janet Atwood with 2 tscom and find out more information to follow Janet and her phenomenal work. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. I'm Temple Hayes, and you have been listening to From Good to Amazing. Look forward to seeing you next week right here on Unity Online Radio.
1: This taught us that it is our Divine Creator's great pleasure to give us the kingdom of limitless good. We are all heirs to incredible abundance, and yet many people right now are stuck and struggling in a place of lack. How do we walk the walk and experience vibrant health, profound love, limitless wealth, and overflowing joy in the midst of a world consciousness of lack and separation? Each week, you will learn powerful and practical tools to experience greater abundance in every area of your life. Hear from experts and visionaries that are living examples of sacred abundance and have your questions about prosperity answered from a spiritual perspective. Join Reverend Robin Ryder live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central Time on Sacred Abundance only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.